Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Box Set Pod Season 3, Episode 11. Howell and Jamie here. Um, Howdy! Uh, recommend us to your friends. Just think of one friend that you can recommend us to. Who's that person who you can, who you know does a journey? Who's that friend who does a journey on the way to work and therefore needs to fill their time with something of mediocre quality? Let them maybe, know. Maybe your grandma needs some company. Yeah, maybe. Say, uh, well, welcome to the box set. But we're recording this uh, in a new setup, having left our day job to focus solely on this. And let me tell you, the revenue for this podcast is almost has almost reached two pounds per quarter. And we made one pound thirty-two. Like I say, almost two pounds. Um, and can I just say, Jamie? I think because you're wearing headphones right in your ear, and yeah. You- you can't hear yourself, can you? Not at all. Yeah, you, uh, let me do an impression of what you're talking like. Um, you're talking a, a bit like this, a bit like a football commentator, uh, because you can't hear your own voice. Oh, is that uh, <laughs> is that a bad thing? Uh, I would maybe just take one earphone out. Maybe okay. just take one out. Consider it done. That's better. How's that? How's that for you? I feel more chilled out already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want you to panic for a good half hour. That was the the problem. Um, uh, Welcome to it. Um, Well, we've had a few emails. I mean, firstly, how long will this season last for? Episode 11? Have we ever done this many? Yeah, first series. We did uh, 20 plus episodes, didn't we? Did we? we? Yeah, Did yeah. we? And season two, I'm going to have a look now on my on my podcast. Season two was about eight episodes. It was about eight episodes. It was le- season season one lasted about seventeen episodes, maybe oh. maybe more. Um, okay, what's on the podcast this week? Well, um, still no guests, but we are now entering the end of summer. Soon, we are going to have two very interesting guests. One of them is the director of the new Everest film, which looks awesome, and the other one. I feed dead people. Yes. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. No, we wouldn't interview Bruce because he's such a terrible interviewee. Um, Who is it, Jamie? It's uh, M. Night Shyamalan. I I mean, all being well, he might cancel because... uh, Whenever we have a big one, they cancel, don't they? They always cancel. But we can can talk to him about all his films. We can talk to him about Wayward Pines. Have you watched Wayward Pines, Howell? I have not watched Wayward Pines. Talk to him about that. Is that um, is that a film or a, a box set? TV? It's a TV show. How well it was very successful. Okay, and it's a second series on the way. Okay, um, let me start with a, another rant. I know I had this rant last week, but um, I've persevered with Sense Eight, and I'm now on about episode ten, twelve. How many episodes are there in the first? Well, there's about there's about thirteen, so uh, should be cooking by now. Oh man. Yeah, I'm about season 10. I mean, I'm about episode 10. Right. 
Okay. You're getting in the groove. Let me say this. The world could learn a lot from Quantum Leap. At the beginning of every episode of Quantum Leap, what do they do? They explain the science. They say, hey, um, I can see Sam, but and nobody else can. Well, we, we can see uh, Ziggy and Al. Nobody else can see him. Um, apart from children and animals, they can see him as well as Sam. Uh, that is explained. It is understood. And it's nice. Then it's, let's have some fun with the concept. Sensei, it's taken to see episode 10 before they actually go. Ah, well. And they, be, they, they like, spend a good 10 minutes solid going into like the detail who can see who how does it work it's brilliant and you go this is ace let's Great have show. some more of this Great and show. then you get some um, an amazing scene there's that scene no spoilers on the box set part there's that scene, where, scene. no there's the scene when they, i mean that's good but any action scene is good but there's so few and far between there's the conversational scene between <sighs> the transgender person and the uh, the gay guy uh, actor sat in front of the piece Mexican. of art. Yes, Mexican is correct. They're sat in front of the piece of art, and it's an amazing conversation. And we, um, me and my wife both went, that is a great scene. And it was like, now we need some action. We need the pace to pick up. And then another 40 minutes of conversations between people. And as this podcast proves, who wants to listen to two people having a conversation without some action? It just goes so bloody slowly jamie it's so bloody slow you know what your problem is howell you've got chuck blindness you've been so used to fast-paced quick zippy dialogue you don't accept just you know just allowing yourself to soak in a bath of drama and intrigue and sci-fi but it's not. It's soaking in self-indulgence. It's like watching a GCSE theatre piece of people um, just wallowing. Oh, isn't life worth questioning? Get on with saving people. Get on with knocking the door. Blow the lid off of it. And let's play with this concept. There's a lot we could do. You know, somebody couldn't, someone, one person doesn't know how to boil an egg. Another person on the other side of the world could show them how to boil the egg. There's so much we could do. That is not a scene. That That is not a scene. It could be a scene. That's my point. I want more scenes like that. Let's have some more fun. When they actually do it, it's great. It takes them forever. I can't believe you loved it. I sit there going, how can Jamie, who was like, who, who really has an issue with the fact that he did, a-level theatre studies. How can someone like that, who is so averse to leotards and a wanky behaviour, how can he actually think that this is a great piece of work? It's not great, but it, it's a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed the world. I enjoyed the characters. I just got into it, and it was different to anything I'd watched before, and it was a bit bonkers, and I, I enjoyed it. It was just, I think, you know, the, the pace of it is sort of, I kind of like the slow pace of it, and because you watch it in binge-watchy way, it doesn't matter if it's a bit slow anyway, because you just watch another episode afterwards. Well, let me make a recommendation. If if you were picking, if if you wanted something that's a bit more artistic, a bit slower, and a bit thinky, Pick the returned over Sensei. Oh no, the returned is absolute turgid. <laughs> what the, the American the American version? Oh, no, the French version, the original. I've not. I've, not, I've seen the American. You should watch the American version. My yeah, God, that's that. a miserable piece of work. No, go for La Original. 
And What's good about Sensei is there's a little bit of like it's there's a bit of optimism in there. It's not completely dark, is it? Um, no, it's not dark, dark, is it? Well, for the, for I mean, how long is each episode? About fifty three minutes, maybe. I yeah. I reckon for about fifty minutes, it's pretty miserable and dark, and wallowing in its own crap. And then for three minutes, that something really exciting happens. And that three minutes isn't necessarily at the end. It could be at any point in it. I think the pace is just some of the worst. Am I the only person who thinks this? Because we had an email. It was Daniel, wasn't it? Who's emailed again, saying mm-hmm. that he absolutely loved Sensei. Am I the only person who thinks this? Is there anybody out there who has watched Sensei and has just gone, oh, get on with it? Uh, Studio at the box at pod.com. Let us know. I'd also like to know if anyone's watched The Good Wife and uh, I've been watching it. It is really good, but it has the most cringeworthy sex slash flirt scenes I've ever seen in a TV drama. It's like every single episode has a really cringy kind of like, just oh, the, uh, everyone has sex under a sheet. Who has uh, sex under a sheet? Do you, I mean, I'm surprised you don't. You know what I mean? Like, do you really just like you're both under, you're both, you know, yeah. you're, you're full body and your head's under a sheet and you're having sex? It's too hot for God's how sake. Often, how often does that happen in life? Very uh, rarely, yeah, if yeah. ever. And if it does, you take the sheet off because it's getting too hot under the sheet. Exactly. You do it if it's cold. That's when yeah. you do that. And, and also the dialogue is, is... Some of the dialogue for the sexy bits is horrendous. And whoever's choosing the music... You know, we had Marsha on who chose the music for In Between Us. Yeah. She's very good at it. Yeah. Well, whoever chooses the music for The Good Wife... Oh, my God, some of the crap tunes they play on that show. Really? Oh, I mean, it's a brilliant show. Don't get me wrong. It's a really good show. And uh, we've been binge-watching it, all five series. But it's just... Oh, please, finished- somebody... I have finished Gotham as well, and that brings me on to um, Daniel's latest correspondence, because Daniel, I'm afraid, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, First of all, OMG, Helen O'Hara just heard my email. Uh, Thanks, lovely Empire podcast. So to hear the box sets are having less additional contact from Helen O'Hara, maybe the blood is painful. Um, Blah, 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 no offence, Daniel. But... uh, was it him? Oh, at the moment, he says, I thought it was Daniel who mentioned this. Maybe it isn't. Uh, at the moment, I'm in a quandary with the return of X-Files heroes and rumours of a Buffy reboot. The question is where to start. I've only seen a handful of X-Files and heroes episodes. If it's a continuation, should we all go and get the box sets and uh, lose the rest of the year catching up? Yeah, that's the that's the that's problem a, I mean, that's a good question I don't be, think you'll you, need to you'd need more than a year to catch up on the X-Files that's the problem but the thing is I don't even think you need, like, literally you could probably with the X-Files all episodes were kind of self-contained weren't they so you could watch the last ever episode yeah and then you could move on to the new ones and with Heroes I don't even know I kind of got bored a season into that so I don't know you could probably get away with not watching the other series. I think the Buffy and X-Files reboots will be a lot of fun. Um, maybe some tongue-in-cheek. But X-Files really needs to think about what it is because, you know, the beauty of the X-Files when it first started was the question of, is there life out there? And there was kind of... It was like the unexplained. It was like, ooh, a book moved on the shelf. <laughs> Could that be aliens? Whereas... 
once they got to episode 7020, it was, yes, they're definitely it's aliens, you know? It was like the game is up, really, because you can't go very far with it. It'd be interesting to see how they then give that a re a rebirth, you know? Are they going to take it slower? Are they going to be quite a little bit less sausage factory about it? Yeah, and also, did Mulder and Scully ever get down with it i don't know i don't know maybe that happened in episode 8012 i don't know who knows who knows um so daniel um i don't think you should go back and catch up i don't think any of them need catching up apart from maybe heroes is the slightly more in-depth one out of those three um well it's like with prison break coming back you probably you'll you probably have to watch that don't you before it returns prison breaks a lot of fun to watch though you can swallow up prison break very very quickly You'll be all right. Um, so well, twisty things are the easiest to watch, are the best to watch with bot, bot when you're watching them in bingey ways because you can just you don't have to wait for another episode to come out every week. They're just no. there, aren't they? Yeah, Pam, um, welcome back from your jolly holiday. She's been listening to the podcast, <laughs> giggling away on the sunbed. That's nice. Um, and Dinosaur Britain was on ITV with a. Uh, can you remember Pam's uh, husband and son were on Dinosaur Britain? I missed it. Very exciting. So did I. Uh, and I think it was Daniel who said Gotham. Somebody said Gotham or on Twitter, maybe. Ah, it was on Twitter. It was Chris on Twitter said um, that for him, uh, the Daredevil beats Gotham any day. And I'm like, no, 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 Chris, no. Daredevil, I want it to beat Gotham. It's darker. It's um, It feels much more indie and it feels much less less budget going on there i kind of want it to succeed more but i found it very very violent and i didn't feel like the the length of the episode suited the comic book form it made the sort of it made it go very slowly i think but clearly i'm not in the mood for uh slowly but yeah chris allen on twitter on at the box set pod Says, just catching up. How old Daredevil versus Gotham? No competition. Daredevil is far superior. Dark and slick. I've not seen Gotham, but uh, I know I liked Daredevil, so. I've just finished Gotham. I've just finished it. And it's. uh, It's it's, good. Is Batman in it? Yeah, it's uh, Bruce Wayne is a kid. And. Oh, that's not right, though, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not like a young Sherlock Holmes. It's more about. The relationship between him and Alfred and stuff, played by Sean Pertwee, Pertwee, um, and it's it's a really good cast and it's total. It's do you know what it's like? It reminds me of being a teenager watching Superman with um, Dean Kane and what's her name, Terry Hatcher. It's kind of that level of TV. It's very Saturday night TV, but it's also good and it rattles along. And Will Smith's wife. Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't know why I called it. I've having had the feminist debate last week. Jada Pinkett Smith, who happens to be the wife of a, one of the most famous men in the world, uh, is very, very good. She's a superb actress and should have uh, been seen much more than she has, I think. Maybe because people call her Will Smith's wife. Uh, is it time for the news? Okay, Howard, what is... What's this theme tune? You ready? Yeah. Blackadder. Hey, not good Black work. Adder back. Okay, right. This is the rumour. So turn, so turn it. Blackadder. 
back. Back. So Tony Robinson Howell, you might have heard of him. Uh, he's Baldrick. He has been talking about the possibility of the TV show returning. Um, he's revealed the majority of the original cast. I'm talking Fry. I'm talking uh, Baldrick himself. I'm talking the other guys. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Well, this is the issue. They've all oh. been talking about bringing the show back. He did make a little joke, Tony, that um, Hugh Laurie's price these days after his post-house uh, fame uh, might be a bit of a stumbling box. He'll need a huge fee to get Hugh Laurie involved. Uh. But there is talk of uh, getting them back together and making another series. But obviously there's a massive amount of pressure on anything Blackadder-related that would be released. But, you know, if it happens... it. it, it if they can get the original writers back in the room, everybody involved, it could work. Well, they did a couple of Christmas specials and stuff, didn't they? They did, like, Blackadder goes... Blackadder back and back and forth? Back in yeah, time. yeah, yeah, did a... It was like a comic relief thing, didn't they? Yeah, yeah and then and they did a, uh, another one as well. But, and they but no one really watched them, though. Well, certainly I remember one of them I watched at the cinema... I can't remember how, but I watched one of them at cinema and it, there was no live studio audience and it definitely didn't have that that feel. I don't know why people are obsessed with, you know, um, developing, with moving forward. Why don't they just set it up as it was? Do it like it was. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, I, I think if it came back as a proper series and not just a one-off special and not just, you know, something that they actually put effort into, they all actually invested in, it could actually be brilliant again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Here's some more news for you. It's been over 18 years, right, since I'm Alan Partridge on our TV and there's a video I've put on theboxsetpod.com slash news. It's of youth hosteling with Chris Eubank. One of Alan Partridge's ideas he pitched to the BBC executive before he tried to make him smell his cheese. The brilliant, the, the website Hostel World has come up with this idea. They obviously saw the, the original um, idea and they've actually managed to convince Chris Eubank, who didn't get the joke. Like he, <laughs> he admitted it for 18 years. Chris Eubank was like, I don't get why this is funny. And uh, somehow they... Uh, approached him and convinced him to be involved in a mock trailer. It's not going to be a TV show, but I am convinced it would be an amazing TV show. Eubank Youth Hosteling. So the video's up there. Have a look at that. More shows returning. I don't understand the joke. What is funny about me youth hosteling? I don't understand. Excellent impression, Howell. Thank you. There's more shows return as well. Flight of the Concords, they're getting back together. Jermaine mm-hmm. is getting back together with Brett. They're talking about a film version of the hit HBO series. Um, one of the- our listeners, Stephen in New York, claims to have worked with one of those people and claims to have the ability to contact one of those people. Please do it. Come on, Stephen, pull your finger out. That would be amazing. They're also, apparently, they're considering working with the super comedy producer Judd Apatow. Really? Incidentally, I watched uh, his film that he's directed, Trainwreck. Have you seen that with Amy Schumer? Um, no, I haven't. No. It's very good. It's worth a watch. Very funny. Is it? Another thing with Judd Apatow I find a little bit with his comedies is he lets scenes go on a little bit long, like he's waiting for an extra bit of magic or something, and they, yeah. sort, of, they sort of dwell a bit too long. But anyway, they're working on a new show with Judd Apatow as well, a new four-part TV comedy show. And... Jermaine Clement is also in Steven Spielberg's latest adaptation of the BFG. Oh. So he's a busy guy. Oh, 
that's good. But, I knew that. But get please you. don't criticise anything for going on too long when you enjoy Sensei. Carry on. Oh, uh, I also want to mention uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead has started. This is the spin-off show from The Walking Dead. It's looking at the original outbreak of the zombie apocalypse. Mm. The ninety-minute first episode was. Uh, it's, it's already been in America, and I believe it's starting next month on BT channel UView in this country. And in America, it broke every single record for the most-watched series premiere on a cable TV show in the US. Wow. That's how big this is. I've watched the um, clips of it, and it looks like it's excellent. You know, when you get records on TV, uh, when they say it's broken records, you can actually believe it. It's like the number of people watching something. Whereas with film, when they say it broke box office records, mm. it's always it's always rubbish because it's not adjusted for inflation, is it? It's a lot of balls, Howell. Balls. Did you ever used to watch Cold Feet, Howell? Cold Feet, yes, of course. They're 1998, back, to, yeah, 1998 to 2003. I remember my student days, it was absolutely huge. It was set in Manchester, mm. about three couples. And, of course, I was living in Manchester at the time, and I was like, oh, my God, I've been on that tram. And you do that a lot. But also you enjoyed watching the characters, Jimmy Nesbitt, mm. Helen Baxendale, mm. John Thompson. yeah. Uh, they were they were a brilliant cast, and I loved watching them all. And I, I thought it was a great, it was funny, but it was dramatic, and it was about relationships. And it may indeed be returning, but ITV are refusing to confirm. Well, John Thompson lives in the same town as me. I have, yeah, I've been to the same takeaway as him. Well, there you go. He's was got it... quite bad eczema on his arm. Oh right, you were there when he was, were you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've walked past him a couple of times. We should try and. Pin him down for a box set pod interview. I'll try and I'll hang out at that takeaway for a week. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Okay, now ITV have also released a trailer for the final series of Downton Abbey, which is out September the 20th. It's a fantastic trailer, I have really? to say. It's moving. There's going to be uh, a last batch of episodes plus a Christmas special. It's going to cover the years 1925 to 1927, mm-hmm. and that will be the end of one of the biggest TV shows of the last decade. Joe, you know, I, I listened to everything that you just said. You didn't apart give from one. I was clicking something right at the beginning when you said what it was. Was it porn howl? No, it wasn't. It was something audio-related that you wouldn't understand. Audio so, porn? No idea. What was it, Jamie? What, what did I say? What is the, the series you're talking about? <laughs> Downton Abbey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How can you miss that? That was the only bit I missed. <laughs> that was the only bit back, I said, really. Gonna round it off. It's going to be done. Yeah. Anyway, the trailer's up. It's very moving and very interesting, <laughs> and it's going to start on September the 20th on ITV. Well, I'm glad. glad. There's all your news. There's all the latest news. That's the latest news. There's not much else to say um, other than email us, <laughs> studio at theboxsetpod.com. I mean, this is a bit of a lame duck. This, this might be the first one that lots of people listen to. Um, having... Yeah, maybe you yeah, after after we've quit our breakfast show. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- they've come to find us, and they're going. God, this is boring. These guys are clearly having a hard time downhill. Let's talk for a moment about that, shall we? So we finished our breakfast show on Friday morning. We're recording this on well, what day is it? Wednesday afternoon. Um, it's difficult to keep track of the days of the week now we're unemployed all blurs into one big drinking sesh i have been incredibly busy uh looking after rabbits and all sorts of other things um 
my day is insane. I, honestly, today I've got a list of things to do that take me through till like nine o'clock tonight, and it started at nine o'clock this morning, James. Tell me about it. Tell me what I'm doing. I'll tell you what I'm doing today, Howell. Yeah. I've got to go to the pub, and I've got to play pool against my wife for four hours, <laughs> and I've got to let her win one of those games to keep her interested. Yeah. That is my day. <laughs> Which pub are you going to? I'm not telling you that, Howell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.